This is Racer Nation. Welcome to the bank. Racer fans, welcome into episode 47 of the Racer Nation podcast. One of your co-hosts, Austin Blakely, here in a big, big week in Racer basketball. The first ever Missouri Valley Conference tournament for the Racers is this week, and we thought we'd do something a little different. Uh, We've got a crossover episode with the Racer Alumni Podcast, so Mrs. Carrie McGinnis and and Jordan Lowe, uh, we've all got together one of these famous crossover episodes that have been happening in TV and movies and everything for years, and we're, we're taking it to the podcast game, so... Uh, something a little different from us uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our background she's kind of got to interview us and then of course we're going to talk some racer basketball in there as well and what to look forward to uh, coming up in st louis this week so i know i'm going to be there in st louis uh, i know sawyer and loss sawyer and logan are both going to hop up and, and and come up here if we make it far enough after work gets done for them so hopefully that's the case that we can all all watch the racers win a few games and who knows get hot at the right time Magic can happen. So buckle up. It's going to be a fun episode. Thanks again to Miss Carrie and Jordan as, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have some fun this episode. So here we go. Uh, send it over to them. You know, one of the things I love the most on network television these days is a good crossover episode. And so that was kind of the... Uh, The impetus behind our conversation today, it's a crossover between the Racer Alumni Podcast and the Racer Nation Podcast. Hey, guys. Hey, Carrie. Thanks for having us on. So we've got Austin Blakely, and we've got Sawyer Lawson, and we've got Logan Foster. You are the Racer Nation Podcast. How long have you guys been doing this? Oh, we've been doing it for the past two seasons. Um, So it's something that was really new to us. Um, It was an idea that was not necessarily super new. Um, We kind of filled the shoes for some guys who uh, paved the way for us to have a little bit of success. But um, we've been we've been doing it for the past two years. And uh, together for all three of us, it's really been something that's been going on for over a decade or more. Um, We used to have, you know, hour plus long phone calls every week talking racer basketball um, since Austin has moved all over the U.S. And we started to, decided to sit down one night and, and put it to, to record and then put it out. And here's where we are today. So all together, how many episodes do you guys have? We're 45. This might be 46 when we put it out. So 46, something around there. So we're getting close to 50 and we haven't been kicked off the airwaves yet. So uh, we consider <laughs> that a success. <laughs> well, you guys have quite a following. So for those who are Racer alumni podcast listeners who maybe haven't checked out the Racer Nation podcast as of yet, this is a for the fans, by the fans, Murray State University men's basketball podcast. And you guys have quite a following. Logan, were you guys surprised by how many people started and who continue to listen? Absolutely. Like Sawyer was saying, we kind of started this thing on a whim and didn't really know if we were going to put the first episode out and we just decided to do it and from that we have come to meet people that we had no clue were racer fans uh come to meet you carrie and jordan and a lot of great people so really glad we finally took that step a couple seasons ago and uh took a leap and put our first episode out so I, too, am a huge racer basketball fan and a season ticket holder. And so I enjoy listening to you all and look forward to hearing what you have to say after a big win. And unfortunately, at times after a, a big loss. Uh, and you guys have been fans since you were students before you were students. Did you grow up around racer basketball? Start with you, Austin. Tell me a little bit about your upbringing. 
Yeah, so the unique thing about all three of us is we're from Murray, uh, born and bred. And I was, we were all three born in April, and I was born in April of 94. And by that October, I was in Racer Arena watching watching Murray State basketball. So I guess we're going on 28 seasons now that I've, I've been a Racer fan. So I've seen a lot of ups. You know, we've been very fortunate that this is probably the greatest 28 years and plus of Racer basketball that there has been. So uh, for us, it doesn't start when we were college students. It goes way, way back. And like Sawyer mentioned earlier, uh, you know, the three of us have really been talking about it since back in the high school, even middle school days, uh, growing up together. So the three of us have known each other for a really, really long time and um, have been bonded by racer basketball for that long as well. Sawyer, what about you? You grow up as a little racer? Yeah, I did, just like Austin. So Austin and I were hanging out, probably giving like baby high fives across the gym. Uh, as soon as before we were one year old, uh, my parents have some really cool pictures of me and some old uh, blue and gold stripe racer overalls they must have picked up at the bookstore um, back in 1994. Um, so we'll have to get that to you. Um, but yeah, since since we've been breathing, um, we've been racer basketball fans. And um, I'm, I think the moment for me, we were going to have this as a topic of an episode for us in the future, but why not right now? Uh, the moment that made me a racer basketball fan forever um, was that when I turned four years old, um, my parents surprised me and took me to Racer Arena uh, on my birthday. And I opened the doors and DT Mays was at half court and my little tykes goal was setting at half court. And I got to play basketball at half court with my goal, with DT Mays, to star the team. And from that moment forward, at four years old, I was a racer fan for life. Um, so that's how long we've been doing this thing. That's why we're so passionate about it, because uh, we love it and we've grown up with it. So I'm going to ask you, uh, before we get to you and, and your background, Logan, I'm going to ask you a very Western Kentucky question, Austin and Sawyer, and that is, who are your people? Tell me who your parents are. Everybody who's listening who knows your racer legacy will want to know, whose kids are these? Yeah, so uh, my my parents are Ben and Diane Blakely. Uh, my my dad he co-owned Randy Thornton's Heating and Air, and he unfortunately passed away quite a few years ago. But my mom um, still she works for the university. She she worked there, retired. Um, she worked in financial aid, retired, and then went back to work. Uh, she works in payroll now. So you guys can thank my mom for for getting your paychecks there at Murray State. But thanks, mom. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So uh, Miss Diane still doing that, and uh, yeah. So I mean, bred into me, right? Uh, that's that's where. Uh, that's where my racer love comes from, Sawyer. Sawyer, what about you? Yeah, so my mom and dad are Chad and Monica Lawson, also both um, racer alumni. Um, both of my uh, my grandmother and grandfather on my dad's side and my grandmother on my mom's side are all racer uh, alumni as well. So wow. uh, the roots run deep. Uh, my wife, Mandy, also works at the university with you guys. Um, and then um, we also have two little racers, uh, Kennedy and Madison, who are four and one that um, – are our daughters that we are raising as young racers. Um, so we're hoping they have as just as much passion as we do. Uh, but um, yeah, from an early age, you know, we, we all were together a part of the racer runs and all that fun stuff. So uh, we've been, it's part of our DNA. We talk about it all, all the time. Racer basketball is truly in our DNA. And Logan, I know very well who your parents are because thanks to Austin's mom, I've dropped quite a bit of coin in their stores here in Murray, oh, Kentucky. Uh, so you can you can tell them I said thank you as well. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, going back to my background as a racer fan, it really started like these guys as a young 
young kid. I remember my first memory as a racer uh, was probably crying in racer arena when the buzzer would go off. I didn't like how loud it was, but always loved going in there and uh, you know talking to the players. I think my guy back in the day was Aubrey Reese. Also loved DT Mays. Um, when I was growing up, I had birthday parties and most kids wanted Barney or somebody to show up at their birthday party. I wanted Murray State basketball players. So uh, lucky enough for me, I got to develop a bond with those guys. I've got DT Mays' jersey hanging up in my closet in there. And uh, if we're lucky, I may put it on here later in this episode. But um, that's really when it started. Um, and so growing up just in Murray and, you know, when you get close with the players, you get more involved and uh, bought into the program and I feel like family to you. So uh, growing up, I've just always had that fire for Murray State basketball. Um, people would ask me, you know, growing up in Kentucky, are you a UK or a U of L fan? Well, neither. I'm a Murray State fan. That's who my nice. team is. So that's always been my answer. And uh, that's who I'm sticking with. And tell everybody about your folks. Yes. So my folks, uh, <laughs> both from Murray, Dan and Stephanie Foster, uh, both went to Murray State, not necessarily long enough for a degree. So uh, I got to be the first in my family to graduate college and uh, really happy to do that and uh, very thankful for them and their support. They really pushed me to, uh, you know, not not settle in college and, and keep working hard and cross the finish line Really thankful for them and the example they set for me. Of course, they own Dan's and the Palm Dan's. here in town. That's correct. Beautiful, wonderful, locally owned businesses. Yes, Sawyer yes. works for CFSB. Is there anybody else we need a name drop while we're at it? Well, I'm actually <laughs> my name to drop this. My roommate was Nathan Ward in uh, Franklin College. And his dad was Alan Ward, who was the AD for... Mm. Like 16 or something like 16 that. 16 years, yeah. yeah. So, long, long time. Yeah, I knew you guys would know something about him. So. <laughs> what I love to hear about all of you is your racer legacy. That's what we're all about, right? And I, I like to see that Sawyer's passing his along to his children, and I hope that you all will do the same if the opportunity ever arises one day. But, uh, you know, racer basketball is something that has bonded families for so many years, and you all are perfect examples of that. I want to talk a little bit about your Murray State experience when you decided you were coming to Murray State. You know, there are kids who grew up as Murray State legacies who don't always necessarily end up here. And so I want you to talk a little bit about why you made that decision and maybe some of your favorite memories as students. We can talk a little bit about your student experience as well. So Sawyer, why don't we start with you? What made you decide to attend Murray State and what kinds of things were you involved in when you were a student? I don't really think I really ever contemplated going really anywhere else. Um, but it was, it's kind of strange when I think about it because Murray state in itself is such a different world. You know, when you're, when you live in Murray, um, your whole life, but, uh, you kind of, you, you think you have an idea of what it is, but Murray state is a little city inside of Murray. And so once I got there, it was like a brand new world. Um, so when I started to take, when I went to, uh, to summer orientation and then when I started doing, um, rush for doing for, for check, checking out different fraternities, which I ended up joining on campus. Uh, it was really, it was, it was, it was home for me. Uh, even though I'm, I'm from here, it was, it was even solidified itself as being home for me. Um, so there was really not much doubt that I was going to go anywhere else. Um, the reason why I stayed here is that, um, or I chose Murray State is that uh, I love Murray, the Murray community. Um, 
I felt like I had the best upbringing anybody could ask for. Um, I loved going to high school here. I love my friends. I didn't want to leave. Um, and I also wanted to start a family here because of all those same reasons. And I um, studied finance at Murray State. I looked around. And I saw there were a ton of banks in town. I thought, well, if I do half decent, maybe one of them will one of them will give me a shot. Um, and so that's why I'm, I'm here where I am today. Um, but I think that I looked at other, a few other colleges and um, they just didn't have I wanted to really feel like I was at home. And so why leave home? Uh, I had the perfect thing right here. And I know that if I would have gone elsewhere, that I would have been let down because of the opportunities that I had at Murray State. And so when I was at Murray State, uh, Austin Logan and I kind of have a different um, student experience from the racer basketball perspective because we didn't sit in the student section. Uh, we all sat in our season tickets. So Austin and I got um, our own season tickets when we were juniors in high school. And I still sit in those seats today. Um, no kidding. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so as my family has expanded, we, 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 we actually talked yesterday about having to maybe move or get more, but, uh, it definitely holds a special place in my heart, um, in section 102. Uh, so we've, we've done that for, a, we've had that for a long time, but, um, for me, like you said, trying to get back to your question, sorry. Uh, I was in a fraternity on campus. I got to serve as president for one semester, loved it. Still had all the, all the wonderful memories that I had from there. I uh, wouldn't be the man I am today without some of the, the life lessons and the friends that I, that I, and brothers that I've met there. Um, and then I also got to serve um, for one summer uh, as, as, a, as a student assistant for the basketball team, too. So I thought I wanted to, thought I wanted to get into coaching. Um, I loved it. I loved everything about it, um, but also wanted to start a family pretty early on and to be really successful in the coaching world. Um, you've got to put some priorities in different order. Um, so I kind of I learned that pretty quick um, and I decided to take a different path. But I loved every minute of it and I, I cherish every moment from it. Um, but that was that's really my collegiate experience. OK, we can give a shout out to your fraternity. Which fraternity are your brother? Of? Yeah. Yeah. So me and, and Austin both are, uh, are are part of we're both Sig Epsilon. So Sigma Phi Epsilon. Okay. And, and Logan Logan was uh, a member of a different one that we. Um, but all the ones on campus were, were great. So uh, if you've got a young son that's looking at going to uh, Greek and Murray State, you can't go wrong. Absolutely. Okay, but I have to back up to this buying season tickets in high school thing. What did you have a paper route? Like, how did you afford to purchase season basketball tickets as a high schooler? <laughs> Austin, I'll let you answer that one. Yeah. So we, <laughs> what is we it, kinda... a gambling debt? Like, give us the real dates. Come on. <laughs> no. So we kind of had an end. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I should be sharing this. Nico, if you listen, uh, cut us some slack because my mom got half off season tickets. Oh, absolutely. So we, te we technically bought them in her name. Okay. She went with another friend that also worked for the university. So they got their <laughs> half off tickets. But uh, so it's not bad when you do the half off deal. Sorry, and I split it. And, uh, you know, we worked a little bit in high school, too. So, so uh, well, we, like you talked about priorities. Murray State basketball tickets were our priorities and you know our junior year and then our senior year of high school was the coach Prohm's first year with Isaiah and Ed Daniels so wow we, I mean we hit it perfect same with the podcast we hit it perfect on the on the timing of that as well last year being so good so um maybe maybe we've got something to do with timing of racer basketball we've got we've got good eyes for that I don't know maybe if that's the truth, then you're going to need to start kicking it in, please. The yeah. tournaments this weekend. Yeah. We're going to need. We're going to need you to start stepping up. Come on, guys. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> so now, also a sig up, Austin. What about you? What made you decide to stay in Murray, go to Murray State, and uh, Russia fraternity, and all the things that you were involved in as a student? Yeah. So uh, I guess my path was a little different than Sawyer because he joined Sig up his first year, and I actually. Um, 
I was in the racer band for two years. Uh, I was on the drum no line. Kidding. Yeah, I was on the drum line in the racer band. So did that for a couple of years. But um, my whole thing was living at home. I lived at home. I guess back, back up. Murray State was the only school I applied to. Uh, I knew this is where I wanted to go. Also helped that my mom had tuition waivers and stuff like that. So yes, sir. That, that, that made the financial piece a little bit easier, as everybody knows. Um, so that that really played into my decision. I was a or occupational safety and health degree is what my um, that was my major and got my degree in. And Murray State's the number one school in the nation for that. I'll I will fight that with anybody else, any other schools there. Uh, the opportunities that that was afforded to me uh, through that degree are unbelievable. And uh, yeah, that I that first semester I did racer band. I kind of felt like I didn't really fit into a group on campus, and that's when Sawyer talked me into the whole rush thing and. With the fraternity so i joined SIGEP, and like you said the friendships uh that that we've uh we still have today and uh, we're great but the whole campus experience for me to me is uh i would i would sum it up the, the old uh the old the old slogan for the university opportunities afforded something along those lines uh -huh. just the, uh, yeah i would just play on that all the time when i would tell people about murray state is the opportunities that it afforded me i did three different internships in three different states all across the United States. And like Sawyer said, or Logan, when I graduated, I moved down to Texas and got to do all this different stuff and work for some great companies. And none of that would have happened without Murray State. And to me, it's everything you put into it, you're going to get right back out. So I, I really dove in um, on on-campus activities, everything like that. And uh, that that's the experience for me. What you put in is what you're going to get out. So that's what I would tell everybody um, on anything, but especially on a college campus. The more you get involved, the better time, the better experience you're going to have. And it doesn't matter. It can be a fraternity. It can be a sorority. It could be your residential college, your major, whatever it may be. There's so many opportunities out there for every every different group to get into, however you fit, racer band, any of them. Um, so that the opportunities that are afforded to you at a place like Murray State, uh, from the outside looking in, may not look like a lot. But once you get in and really dive into it, there's so much you can get into. And so uh, that, that's, that was always my selling point, at least when uh, – when I was in when I was in school, love it so much, Logan. What about you? Yeah, I hope you guys see why I let these two guys go first. Usually on the podcast, because I can piggyback off what they say. They're just so uh, good at wordsmithing things. I echo everything they said. Um, for me, going into college, I'd looked at other schools, but never really seriously considered them. All of my friends were going to Murray, and uh, we knew we wanted to go into college and a fraternity together. So uh, we went to Pi Kappa Alpha. And um, I think my favorite thing about joining a fraternity was not just meeting guys within that organization, but met a lot of people in Austin and Sawyer's fraternity uh, and all the fraternities really um, getting involved with SGA and other um, organizations on campus really helped me to do that as well. And one thing going into Murray State that I didn't really know uh, was the case was how uh, how impactful you can be in such a small town. And mm. I, I really felt that. And um, David Moss, your colleague, he actually texted us a few weeks ago and we thank the world of him. And I thought he summed it up pretty well. He said, Murray State is large enough to make an impact, but small enough to have an access and be noticed. It's a special place. So, um, you know, I think he encapsulated it pretty well and and summed it up uh, perfectly. David, one of my favorite people. 
probably, I don't have this in writing, but I'm going to say it and I'm going to mean it when I say it. And that is, I think he is the longest running member of the Board of Governors of the Murray State University Alumni Association in the history of the Alumni Association. (laughs) He has served, gosh, I forgot now how many, 13, 15 years. He's been on a long time and he has been my right-hand man. He volunteers his time. He gives us himself. He's a Golden Horseshoe Award winner and he's an avid listener of you all. And uh, he is how I got turned on to the Racer Nation (laughs) podcast, by the way, was through David Moss. So he's a dear friend and a, a great supporter and an enormous help. And I wish that all of our alumni had the opportunity to serve the institution the way that he has for so many years. I'm glad that you mentioned him. And that's perfect the way he um, worded that the way you worded that, Logan. And it's funny because I have a junior in high school at home. Our last one is in the house. And as I'm sure you heard your friends say in the past, those who are from the local area oftentimes will say, well, I just want to go somewhere else, or I just want to see something else. And I wish I could take the three of you and put you on repeat in her AirPods while she sleeps, because you are perfectly describing why someone local can have a tremendous experience at Murray State University. Well, yeah. well now you can, because this is all recorded, so. Going to. <laughs> he might be a little creeped out when she wakes up, but it's fine. <laughs> like you said, some kids think we've got to get out of Murray. Mm-hmm. Just never really felt like the case to us. And like Sawyer said earlier, you think growing up in Murray, you know Murray, but once you get on campus, it's totally different. Mm. And, you know, generations of racers have said that, Logan. I mean, I've heard it. I hear it year in and year out. I didn't know just how different it would be until I stepped on campus and realized it's like a different city inside my city. And I think that that is such a good thing for those like like my daughter and others who are coming up in racer families for them to hear that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would be really tough for us, too, to go to a different school and make it back for all the racer home games. That was not going to work for our schedule, so that's one of the other reasons why we had to stay home. You needed to be close to the bank. That's right. That's Absolutely. Right. <laughs> now, wait, when you all started going to games, was it at Racer Arena still, or was it – the RSEC hadn't been built yet, right? Correct, yeah. I think the RSEC's first season was 98, um, so mm-hmm. we we cherished those Racer Arena days and uh, – you know, we we have been hard on the uh, on the athletics department, uh, Logan specifically, about getting us back to race arena. But we're not going to dive into that today. Uh, we we we've hammered that one enough. <laughs> Aside from fraternities, what other activities were you guys a part of? I know Austin said you were a part of band. You said, yeah, so I did that for two years. Uh, really enjoyed it. I mean, I was I was going to the football games anyway, right? So uh, might as well might as well do it. And uh, I mean, that was a three or four night a week kind of deal um, in the fall. And really after that, I, I really just dove into my, uh, didn't into my major in the occupational safety and health department, um, held, held some positions in there. And uh, like I said, at, at that point, I was like, okay, college is fun, but what am I going to do when I get out of here? Like, they're going to keep me out eventually. I'm going to graduate <laughs> and they're, they're, they're like, you can't come back. I'd, I'd come back tomorrow if I could. I, I love college that much, but uh so really dove into that. And that's that's how I really got exposed to the outside, like post-college world. Like, what's it going to look like to try to get a job or what's a resume? How, how do I know to ask for a pay rate? You know, all that kind of stuff that, that you're going to because that's what college when you boil it all down, it's prepping you for the real world. Right. And that's that's what it boils down to. And uh, that's that's really where I shifted my focus. And like Sawyer said, racer basketball kept us busy in the winter months. and. 
uh, I, I went to as many athletic events as, as I could. And, uh, but between that, really pouring a lot of my time into, into my major and then like we talked about with fraternity and stuff and racer band, that, that's really where I spent a lot of my focus um, in college. So Austin, you graduated in 2016 with a degree in OSH? Yes, ma'am. That's when I got my undergrad. And I actually, like I said, they couldn't get rid of me. So I stuck around and got my master's degree and, and did that. Uh, and uh, got graduated in December of 17 with my master's. I'm also in, in occupational safety and health with the focus in safety management. And aside from the very lucrative Racer Nation podcast, what is it that you do for a paying gig? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, uh, Sawyer and Logan take all the income from the podcast, uh, you know. <laughs> It, it gets divvied out pretty, pretty hard. No, uh, that, and I will say for, for those who don't know us, we, we take no money from this. Uh, that was one thing that we really specified when we started this. We're like, we're doing this 100% for fun. But what pays the bills so I can have a computer to do this? Uh, I live in St. Louis, work for the Boeing company. We build uh, military fighter jets up here. So um, I specifically work on the F-15, support those guys. And uh, yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Before this, I... Right after school, I moved to Houston, Texas, worked for Chevron and oil in the oil and gas field. Um, so spent uh, three and a half years down in Texas um, working for them. And then when the opportunity Texas is a long way, guys, if anybody's been down there, it was about an 18 hour drive back to wow. Murray when I lived in when I lived in Midland. And then uh, the pandemic happened and all that. And I, I just really felt like I needed to get back closer to home. And so St. Louis only being three hours away. Uh, the opportunity with Boeing opened up and I moved back a little bit closer. And uh, now I can make more home games and I've, you know, talked, talked to you guys into moving to the NBC. So got the conference <laughs> tournament right here. In my Nice job. Right now. Awesome. So, nice job. You know, <laughs> like I said, the timing, the timing just seems to work out perfect here. So <laughs> uh, no. So yeah, uh, working for Boeing now and doing safety management for them. Uh, so really, really cool gig up here to, to work around our military aircraft that's protecting us every day get to talk to a lot of active duty military veterans and things like that. And uh, really hits home and, and it makes it worth coming to work every day, which is pretty Absolutely. awesome. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. Logan, what about you? What kinds of things were you involved in as a student and tell me about your degree when you graduated and what you're doing now uh, in school, Greek life took a, a lot of time uh, out of my schedule. I served for a couple of years on the EC for Pike and, uh, I was treasurer and secretary, but outside of that, I also served for SGA and um, outside of going to a bunch of Murray State basketball games, home and away, I also worked in the Bursar's office. I think all three of us worked in the Bursar's office. Dang, how could so, I forget the Bursar's yeah, office? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's really how I got to, you know, going into work just about every day, um, got to meet a lot of people from the university and uh, kind of help put faces with names and um, help me from that standpoint. But uh, so in school, I got a degree with um, accounting and financial planning and I graduated in 2017. Uh, in 2016, I had an internship for a tax season and figured that I don't want to do accounting for the rest of my life. And uh, but I'm really glad that my dad actually pushed me in that direction because I knew I wanted to do something in business. And that was really the foundation for business and um, gave me a good understanding of companies and uh, cash flows and, and what's important. And so I actually got an opportunity to um, work with my current boss. His name's Jansen James. He started a company called Murray Sporting Goods. 
And I was the first employee and we started really with nothing. And uh, we've grown, you know, being the first employee, I was doing everything from designing products to bringing products into town um, from our suppliers, marketing, um, SEO, all sorts of stuff. So kind of got a crash course in all things business. And uh, since then, we've grown and we have eight full time employees now. Uh, we're moving to a, a nice, beautiful new warehouse down on Poplar Street. Nice. And uh, it's been really cool. Really cool. SEO, by the way, is search engine optimization for those of us who don't have degrees in business or accounting or finance and didn't know what that meant. Yeah. Just putting it out there. Yeah, I was just trying to throw some terms out there to make <laughs> some jargon my way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I love it. Sawyer, what about you? Yeah. So Logan, you just barely touched on it, but all three of us work together in the Versar's office together. And that's, that's probably where this like actual podcast probably started because um, we had to pass all those times alphabetizing paper after paper. So we had to come up with something to fill the time. Um, so besides that, like I said, <clears throat> spent a little time with the basketball team. Um, then when I was on campus and I wasn't serving with the fraternity because I've uh, doing a couple of different things there. Um, also served on the financial literacy committee uh, in Murray State, which was really racers helping racers trying to figure out how uh, to budget, uh, how to plan for retirement, things of that nature. Um, students helping students. Um, and that was really cool. Got to put on a few seminars for that. And then, uh, and then also I was, uh, I was working at the bank too. So I've been at uh, my employer for the past, uh, this will be my ninth year there. Um, so I was working part-time and actually my, my last semester at Murray State, I was working full-time. Um, so I was doing full-time student, full-time um, at the bank too. So uh, I was really busy in the real world while I was still in college, but also just like what you said, um, I would love to, I, there, there's no telling what I would, I would do to just go back and have one more week in college just to, just for the freedom and the laughs and the fun. And, uh, it, it was, it was so much fun and being at Murray state was just, uh, just the perfect spot for me. You know, uh, I think this is a perfect opportunity gentlemen for us to announce that somebody on this podcast today was actually named to the 2023 top 22 under 40 class of the Murray State University Alumni Association, uh, Young Alumni Network. And I can safely say it was not me. Um, I don't meet the age requirement anymore, which is very, very sad for me. <laughs> but um, congratulations, Sawyer, for being named among the top 22 this year. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Austin and Logan are next. <laughs> get them nominated let's get them nominated no that was exciting what did that mean to you to have such an honor Sawyer I don't mean to embarrass you but I, I do have to ask I want to know okay well you did embarrass me but um <laughs> it, it, it really it really did mean a lot um I just I uh I just looking at the class in general the folks who were in there just to be mentioned with some of those people is is, is crazy I mean I never thought that would that that something like that would happen ever happen to me um but for people who uh just and I guess thinking about that, you know, as, as long as you, you stay involved, you're trying to do the right things. Uh, you never know. You never know what can happen. And uh, if you just have a love for something like you do, like I do for this university, it's trying to be as uh, engaged as possible. Uh, having your family as engaged as possible in, in my in my situation. Um, you know, I think that if you pour your heart into something, good things are going to follow it. And I hope that um, what you just mentioned is, is a, is a result of some of that. Um, but it makes it really easy. 
uh, when you've got a place like Murray State to, to, to be a place you want to give back to and you want to, uh, you know, you want to be all in about. So um, I'm extremely humbled, like I told these guys. Um, that means means the world to me more than you guys will ever know. Well, and if you want to see Sawyer's headshot and a little bit more about his background and his bio and all of the other members of the class of 2023 for the top 22 under 40, you can do so at murraystate.edu slash alumni. Everybody's listed there. You guys have all been celebrated on social media over the last several weeks. And so uh, we were very proud of the class. We're always very proud of the class. And uh, we're excited for you. And, and I will embarrass him a little further by just saying that I got a very sweet note back from him via email when I let him know of his uh, receiving this honor. And the words you said to me were just so kind that uh, this meant the world to you. And I knew that was the case. So thank you very much for making us feel so good about our selection, Sawyer. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. You got to quit making me blush. Uh, if you don't know about the podcast, they call me Sentimental Sawyer. I cry uh, about talking about Murray State and Racer basketball more than any man ever should. Um, but uh, like I said, it means a lot. It means a lot to us. So um, we get pretty sentimental about these things. They told me before we started recording that they'd give me five dollars if I made you cry. No, I'm kidding. That's not the truth. <laughs> That's uh, probably should have given you less because it doesn't. It's not that hard. Uh, you start pulling, pulling in my heartstrings. I'm a dad of two girls, so it's pretty easy nowadays. Oh man, you're in trouble. You're dead in the water, my friend. So, a question I just thought of. I know it's probably hard for you guys to pick, but if you could pick like your top five basketball players from Murray State, could you assemble like a dream team for you, each of you? I love it. That's a great question. Oh man. Logan, you go first. See, this Don't is tell you me do. you haven't thought about this already. Come oh, on. I, yeah, but this is what you do in the podcast game. You just push yeah. it off to somebody else until you get your own. Yeah, collected. yeah. You got just <laughs> me in the line of fire. Um, I think first off, you want a leader. You want somebody that the troops can rally around. I'm going with Rod Thomas as my first pick. Shooting guard, of course. Uh, it's hard to to pass up John Morant for the uh the point guard spot mm -hmm. hmm. for the wing spots gosh this is tough jordan i'm going with my guy dt mays i'm gonna go put his jersey on after this <laughs> uh and then i need a couple big guys hmm. i'm gonna go go way back an easy pick is popeye jones there you go like he's gonna be a, a popular one and then i will probably go james singleton I'll throw James Singleton in there. <laughs> All right. All right. Austin, I'll, you're up. Go I'll for go. it. I was, I was writing them down. Give me Jaw. Give me Isaiah Cannon. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll take Popeye, as you said. I'll take Isaac Spencer as well. I think Isaac would be a good pick. One of the hardest workers out there. And then uh, we need somebody to play some defense. So give me Jawan Long. Okay. I gotta, I gotta take Jawan because I he also got his masters the same time as me, and we became pretty good buddies. Nice. So Jawan's a great guy. He would be a leader in the locker room as well. Logan showed up with the jersey. I love it. <laughs> Logan's got the jersey. On. <laughs> Remind me to snap a picture. Here, <laughs> sure. let go. me. Uh... <laughs> Let me see if I can. Okay, never mind. I thought it was a screenshot thing, but we're gonna get it. We're gonna get. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it later. You know. <laughs> <laughs> all right Sawyer last but not least dream yep. team oh man this is really really tough on the fly um 
this is going to be hold any of you this is this is going to be this is going to be a future topic of discussion on the on the racer nation podcast we're going to eventually do a fantasy draft of all the racer players and see who would win team versus team but if we can all choose each other's players i think i'll go with uh, john moran of course as a point guard um, Logan, I'm going to take a player that I know you meant to have on yours and I'll put him on mine just for, just for sake of the, of the podcast, looking out for each other. But I'm going to put Vinny Purcell, uh, as my, as my shooting guard, uh, just as go. an ambassador to the university, yeah. um, and so much more that was tied to that. Um, if we're going all the way mind, back. But I couldn't, I couldn't put him at the power forward spot. Just yeah. You were out of, you were out of spot. So I'll, I'll put yeah. him on mine. Um, <laughs> six man. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. And yeah. I'll go. I'll go with uh, Jeff Martin, uh, one of the all-time leading scorers. Um, Marcus Brown. Uh, oh, I think yeah. that both of, both of those guys have enough height that we can we can play small ball fours there. And then of course uh, Popeye Jones in the middle. You know, um, I actually when I was at Walmart this past week, I live uh, in near Benton, Kentucky, and this older gentleman. I was wearing a um, I was actually wearing a Kansas City shirt, but he talked about Murray State, and I told him I went there. And he had this gray beard, and he he said to me, "Guess my favorite player." And so I said, "Popeye Jones," and he just accused me of calling him old, which he was <laughs> older, but it was very fun because he thought I would say John Morant or Isaiah, but you know, it was just funny. Yeah. <laughs> so who was his favorite player? Popeye. It was it was Popeye. Yeah. It was Popeye. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the tournament. We are round zero. We have played Valparaiso twice now. We've beat them twice now, once at their house, once at ours, both times in OT. This last time last week with half a second on the clock. (laughs) What do we need to do to go into Thursday night's opener against Valpo? The the tough part with Valparaiso is they don't have a great record, obviously, while while, while they're playing on Thursday is the 10 seed, I believe. 10 or 11 yes, seed, 10. Mm-hmm. But, but they've got players that can win them any ball game. They've taken Drake to overtime, double overtime, I believe. Uh, they play Bradley to under 10 points, uh, the top two teams in the league. But anytime you've got a guy like Ben Cricky, um, he's going to give you a chance any anytime they step on the floor. Um, what the racers are going to have to do, and this is my take, Sawyer and Logan, you guys can uh, dive into it a little bit more. We just got to play 40 minutes of defense. That That's one thing that, that's hurt us all year long is in stretches, we look really good. There was a stretch there yesterday um, in the game where I think it was like the 10-minute mark of the first half to halftime, essentially, when, when we made that run to cut it back and take the lead. Is I think we held them to under 10 points in those 10 minutes. Uh, really, really good. But we gave up 25 in the first 10 minutes, which was not great. So – um, you see a lot of Jekyll and Hyde with this team. I think that was the name of one of our podcasts was Jekyll and Hyde just because, uh, and sometimes they beat Bradley, number one team, wins right. the NBC. Uh, but then you, you lose a tough one at UNI, uh, and then you, you know, give up 25 in the first nine minutes to Valpo. It's, uh, but I think if the Racers can come out Thursday night um, and play defense for 40 minutes, the offense is going to be there. We're going to score enough points to beat a team like Valpo but we're going to have to hold them to under Sawyer's magic number of, of 70. Is that the magic number, Sawyer? 
Well, yeah, if you ask, Harry, uh, if, if, as long as the register scores 70 points or more um, in Coach Prome's tenure uh, since he started with the coach, uh, his first go around, uh, now that he's been back at Murray State, uh, the Racers are winning, I think now the number is probably closer to 97, 98% of those games, but this year it's 100% of those games. So as long as the Racers score 70 points, they've been undefeated this year. Um, and, and statistically, I mean, that's not a crazy amount. Uh, for modern day college basketball. So um, it's a pretty, pretty great track record if we can put the points on the board and all it is is 70. But also for me, I'm going to, I'm going to touch on the thing that I sent you guys last night. The Racers have played in nine games this year where the game was decided by one possession. Um, And it's, it's a crazy, it's a crazy stat. 11 games where it's been decided by two possessions or less. Um, So this team has, uh, strangely, uh, been battle tested uh, in the craziest of ways in their eight and three in those games. So uh, when March happens, it's 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 almost like a different game. Um, third crazy things happen, and it's the teams that have been tested, the teams that have been able to find a way to to pull through at the end are the ones that have success. Um, so if you're looking for for a really good reason to be optimistic in this third go around with Valpo, I think that's one reason. Um, I think our guys on Saturday had a or Sunday had a great chance to take control of the game. Um, and I think that when teams have that and they just miss it, the next time they don't miss their shot. Um, so I think that hopefully on Thursday night we'll have a chance to really put them away and maybe we can uh, hit that last shot that we needed to put us over the hump or, or do it, give a little bit more effort here or there to be able to get us where we need to go. But those are the reasons why I'm optimistic on Thursday night. And to answer your question, yes, I needed something to be optimistic about. So thank you. I appreciate it. That's what <laughs> Logan. I'm here for. <laughs> Logan, what about you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so it's pretty unique that we play the same team on Thursday that we just played yesterday. And, you know, you saw some good things yesterday. You saw some not-so-good things. Um, We struggled against their zone defense in the second half, and I think that's probably something they're going to lean on on Thursday. Um, But, you know, their their star player, Ben Crickey, got off to a great start, and then we made some adjustments started sending a, a guard over to help. Jacoby came a lot to kind of, uh, you know, try and dig the ball away from him and, and give a little bit of resistance. And that took the ball out of his hands. And I think we started to go on a run once we started doubling him. So I'd like to see us do a little bit more of that. And one thing that's encouraging to me is if you look back to the first game we played against Valpo, Rob Perry had 30 points. Jamari Smith had a really good game. yesterday they didn't play all that well. And so um, we we were still able to gut out a win, a tough win. Um, the other guys pulled through for us. Jacoby hit a big shot at the end. Quincy showed up big. Um, Rod Thomas obviously hit big shot to start the game. So everybody <laughs> else kind of pitched in. Um, but the, the two top scorers uh, kind of left a little bit to be desired. So if we put it all together on Thursday, I don't think we'll have – any trouble uh, with Valpo as long as we play 40 minutes of racer basketball. So for those who didn't see the game on Sunday, Rod Thomas, of course, the only team, the only member of this team who's been there all four years of his mm-hmm. uh, collegiate career, uh, a legacy whose father played basketball for Murray state university. Uh, one of our two seniors, he and DJ and got to start on senior day, got out there and within 15 seconds hit a big three to start the game. I mean, I don't know about you all. I shed tears. I really, <laughs> I was so excited for him and to see him jump up and pump that fist and and spin around and run down. 
I was just so thrilled for him and for all of us, the team all wearing their in rod, we trust t-shirts, which made me think of you guys, of course. And uh, it, it was just a great night for our seniors and so glad we could pull off a win for them. I am a bit superstitious. I'm not going to lie. So I hate to talk too much about what happens in game two. I'm going to knock on wood. Um, but if we make it through Valparaiso on Thursday night, great on Friday. My dad always used to say, there's a reason you play the game. If the prognosticators had it right 100% of the time, there'd be no reason for all of us to spend the gas money to drive to St. Louis. And there are teams, St. Peter's comes to mind, <laughs> that make a run and surprise us all every single year. So that being said, Drake, obviously, uh, number two in the MVC, probably could have been a number one. If I was a betting person early in the season, that's who I would have bet on. Um, what is it going to take to match up against Drake on Friday if we get there? Yeah, uh, they're they're really good, obviously, uh, as they showed against us this year. With uh, they beat us at eighteen there and twenty whatever it was at twenty three, twenty four at home. Uh, but but they're not untouchable. We just saw them lose by double digits to Bradley yesterday, right? And uh, one thing about Drake that I've noticed all year, minus the Murray State game when they came to the CFSB Center is they are not the same team on the road as they are at home, which has been the 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 MO for a lot of teams this year. Uh, you, you get them away from, from Iowa, and, and who knows, you get them in St. Louis, and I'm sure they'll have a good crowd, but so will the racers, assuming we make it right, assuming we, we win on Thursday night. Uh, it's going to take that, that 40 minutes of defense I was talking about. It's going to take 40 minutes of the best defense we've played all year. Uh, they've, they're, because uh, one thing about Drake, and it's well noted, and you guys are probably going to talk about it, they're they're an old team. Uh, they've got five year guys. They've got guys who who played uh, back pre COVID. I mean, Roman Penn, some uh, Garrett Sturt, some of those guys have been around for so so long, and that's what you've noticed. Bradley's the same way. Top two teams both have fifth year guys out there, and unfortunately for the racers, because of the circumstance, we just don't have that. Um, and so it's 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 going to be tough, but but, you know, Sawyer, I don't think it's going to be impossible. It's it's uh, but the racers are going to have to play their best basketball of the year. We just left a year that had many, <clears throat> many Murray miracles, um, countless ones. And we haven't seen any of that this year um, in the Missouri Valley. They haven't been lucky enough to see any of that. Um, so I think that it's it's bound to happen eventually. Um, and I would love to see that on Thursday night, Austin, for many of the reasons you mentioned. Um, I went back and rewatched today in preparation for this podcast, our OBC championship uh, highlights from when we played Moorhead last year. And you can't even hear the announcers on ESPN because of how loud the fans are in Evansville for Murray State. That's and that's nice. going to be – that's what's going to happen on, on Thursday night and Friday night um, when we're there because we're, we're winning on Thursday. So um, it's, it's going to be that type of environment. Um, Drake's not going to expect it. The rest of the Missouri Valley Conference fans aren't going to expect it. And, uh, you know, this team, you look at it across the board, this team is too good um, to not have that life in them, that magic in them to be able to pull something special out. And it's teams like Murray State, the teams that have been up and down all year, that all it takes is one bounce to go right, and they can have a really special march. Um, so uh, this team's with the DNA much like this one um, that we've got. Uh, like I said, I I've – 
I, I'm, I'm one who likes blowouts. I love blowouts because everyone that shows everyone on our team is playing really, really well. Uh, I like when, this, when we're up by 20 with five minutes to go. I just need to change my mindset this year and embrace that every game is going to be down to the wire and maybe I'll enjoy it a little bit more. Um, but I think it's about time, you know, we get, we got something bounced in our direction. Uh, and so why not, why not on Friday night? Just to kind of piggyback off of what you said earlier, you mentioned St. Peter's we're going into March guys and crazy stuff happens every single year. I, I know this past weekend for college basketball was just crazy. <laughs> A bunch of wild things happened. And uh, it seems like this tournament, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff. Nobody really knows who's going to win. If you look back to last year, St. Peter's was not as talented as Kentucky. They weren't as talented as Murray State, frankly, and they weren't as talented as Purdue, but they won all of those games because they played harder and really just uh, it started from the top down with Coach Holloway, but he instilled that fire in them and, and they got on a roll and that was it. And so, uh, and I'll even believe they were the top seed in their conference. Um, I think it was Iona. Yeah. Yeah. So it just shows you that it can happen to anybody. And this team's had a lot of lows, but we've also seen some highs out of this team early on in the season. We played really, really well together, beat a Texas A&M squad that still looks really, really good to date. They're going to be one of the top teams in the SEC. And so we know we have it in us. Um, just got to go back to playing that brand of basketball guys staying within their role and, and doing what's best for the team rather than themselves. And on the defensive end, just playing 40 minutes of hard basketball and uh, making sure you beat the guy in front of you. And like I said, if we beat Texas A&M, we can beat Drake. I was there in Myrtle Beach. I watched us beat Texas A&M. I watched mm -hmm. us nearly beat UMass and that team could win the MVC tournament. So right. I'd like to see that team reemerge this weekend. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we all know crazier things have happened, haven't they? Right. Well, our first year in St. Louis for the Arch Madness men's basketball tournament in Austin as now a new St. Louisian, I guess that's what I would call you, right? Is that a uh, thing? I don't uh, know. Close enough, yeah. Uh, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about what we can expect out of St. Louis for the tournament this weekend? I'm excited. Yeah, St. St. Louis is a great city. You know, you hear a lot of stuff, but don't believe any of that. St. Louis is a great place to visit. Uh, it's safe, great for families. There's so much you can do up here. Um, the, the the arena is is top notch. Like we we always talked about the Ford Center and how it was a a, a, a great A facility. Well, the Enterprise Center is even better. If that's hard to believe, the 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 accommodations there. I mean. It, there's a reason the blues play there. There's a reason there's concerts there every weekend. And I think here in a couple of years, there's a first round NCAA tournament game there. So, you know, it's going to be top notch for when the racers come in. And uh, I've, I've been telling you guys there, I drive to work 30, about 30 minutes, one way every day up to the airport. And I pass like six billboards uh, pro promoting the NVC tournament. So, you know, St. Louis is going to turn out. That's what I think I was telling uh, somebody over the weekend. I think we're going to see just a lot more basketball fans there just because St. Louis is a larger place. But, uh, you know, if you come up here and the racers are only playing two hours every day, there's a lot of great stuff to do. I think for the kids, there's all kinds of museums, all kinds of free things. You got to do the arch, right? Everybody's got to go up in the arch at least one time. Um, the zoo, if the weather's going to be that good, the zoo is unbelievable. And if you're over 21, you've always got the the uh, Budweiser and Heiser Bush. Just, uh, brewery is, is a great, great thing to visit. We love doing that. but 
um, great places to eat. Just just a great, great city to be in um, and, and really, really excited going forward, especially when hopefully we've, we've got some more momentum as a team going into the tournament that it's always going to be here in St. Louis with Arch Madness. Because I think when, when we hit it, and it may be this year, but when we when we hit on all cylinders and the racers are really rolling, it's going to be a very, very special thing to win this tournament here. And it's it's going to be one of the biggest biggest moments in, in racer basketball history when that happens. Well, I'm sure you all have heard it said 80% of our alumni live within the MVC footprint. So yeah. it's, it's a, I know that for a lot of us, Evansville was handy. It was inexpensive. It was easy to get around. We're going to miss them. I think some of us are going to miss them as much as they miss us, but St. Louis is going to provide us with a whole new big city experience with a lot to do, a lot to offer, a beautiful arena, and lots of different things for the family, as you mentioned, to do Austin throughout the weekend. So I am excited for that. Um, we, of course, will be partying prior to every tournament appearance. So we're going to hope that that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You can find us at the Wheelhouse, which is at 1000 Spruce Street. It's less than half a mile from Enterprise Center. It's right there as you walk from Ballpark Village to the Enterprise Center. What I think I'm excited about, too, guys, about St. Louis is that a lot of these teams may not travel the way we travel, but they travel. And yeah. so there will be fans probably crawling all over Ballpark Village in St. Louis. And so it'll be fun to see what that fan experience looks like from that perspective. So we're looking forward to that. If you don't already have tickets, you can get them at Ticketmaster.com. And as we've already said, it could be a very, very close one Thursday night against Belpo. And we got to get through them before we can get anywhere. So what we're really going to need to make a difference is going to be that fan experience that Sawyer mentioned earlier, those loud and rowdy racers filling the arena and making our guys feel like it's a home game. So if you're even on the fence, I hope that you will hop on and purchase some tickets and come. And then we'll see you at the wheelhouse on uh, Thursday and and hopefully the the night's that follow. So guys, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for taking the time to cross over with us. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been great for us, Carrie, as, as we always love talking to you guys. And I know we had our St. Louis uh, when we played SLU earlier this year. That was a great event uh, when, that you guys put on. We had a ton of people come out for that. So I know the wheelhouse is going to be popping. Like you said, that's in a great location uh, to be in the middle of everything. So um, anyways, thank you for having us on. I know, sorry, Logan, share the the same thoughts as this has been a lot of fun and uh yeah our our fan base is going to love this as well uh, getting to know us a little bit we never talk about ourselves we always always talk about <laughs> racer basketball so um putting those two together uh, is going to be really great all right well we appreciate it if you're not already a member of the alumni association you can do so at murraystate.edu slash alumni and if you guys are ever looking for a volunteer opportunity the alumni association board of governors might just have a slot with your name on it so holler at me okay <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you. Uh, go Thanks. racers. We'll see go you in racers. St. Louis. Go racers. Go racers. Go racers. Murray State, stand up. Who squad, stand up. Anyone who's in the CFSB, stand up. It's time to take these questions that have been asked to get them answered. Who's going to win the MVC?